This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. By now we are surely vividly aware of the fact that the pandemic does not take kindly to plans and has no respect for schedules. Such was the experience of guitarist Rafael Ronquillo, who, like many musicians, already had a concert lined up for the summer of 2020. When this was cancelled, he took it as an opportunity to catch up on what we might call his performing bucket list. One of the items on the list is to add modern pieces to his repertoire of Spanish and Filipino guitar works, something that he had been wanting to do, Ronquillo says, for quite a while now. Soon we shall see the fruits of his labor in the Manila Pianos concert La Guitarra Moderna, a celebration of guitar music from the 20th and 21st centuries. For now we hear the background of that event and get an overview of Ronquillo's exploration of the modern guitar. We also sample some of Ronquillo's selection beginning with the opening movement of Marek Pasiecny's Little Sonata. inspiring me to do this was uh, Marty McFly from Back to the Future playing guitar on stage. So as usual, I was one of those guys in high school who played electric guitar, who had a, a rock band. But actually, that was um, one thing I really liked, the performing. That was one thing, there I say, I was kind of good at. So I wanted to pursue something and we were practicing in a studio it was popular more than 10 years ago, 20 years ago in Quezon City. We met some jazz and progressive rock players there, and they invited us to play. They were a lot older than me, so they were like older brothers to me when it comes to music. 
they were the ones who told me about Chikorea and the other guitar players like Dream Theater, Steve Vai. I think that was the point where I started getting into more, should we say, serious or more complicated music. There's still this side that's part of my life, the rock music, but there was also this side where I wanted to learn more what music can be more than just the punk band that we had at that time. That's how I decided to go into the Conservatory of Music. And then my parents were musicians, actually. They were not professional musicians, but my dad played the saxophone and my mom plays the piano. They kind of had an idea of what it's like in the conservatory. So they told me, oh, you need to take classical guitar. You need to learn how to read notes. So I studied with Professor Eman Hamisolamin in UP in its extension division. After that, I got into UST, studied with, to mention my teachers, Sir Alvin Salenga and Sir Ruben Reyes, actually my favorite teacher. I also got under the lessons of Sir Abet Mesa, Alberto Mesa. I think a lot of people feel the same way that when they're about to leave college, they really want to graduate. On their last few months, they really want to leave, leave school. But after you graduate, you miss everything about school. With that said, I had in mind to study a master's degree. There was this Spanish guitarist that went to Manila, I think 2010-2009, and I participated in his master class. He was Rafael Serralet, and I asked him about opportunities abroad, and he recommended me to this school, Conservatorio Superior de Musica in Alicante. I went there to study my master's under Professor Ignacio Rodes, or they call him Nacho, Nacho Rodes over there. Actually, Sir Rafael Zarela just, just told me that this is a good school, you can go there, he's a great teacher. But I found out that it was really um, an icon in especially guitar music, guitar players, and guitar education. My teacher's teacher, Nacho's teacher, was... Jose Tomas, an, an icon in the classical guitar world, especially in education. After that, I, I went to this two-week course mm -hmm. in Santiago de Compostela. It's Musica in Compostela. It used to be a course handled by Andres Segovia. Back then, it was handled by Jose Luis Rodrigo, who died last year. It's been quite a journey, and I had good teachers, a good education that showed me what it was all about and made me want to... Uh, study more, always looking for more more things with music and art. This current repertoire, actually, I would call it something a bit, just a bit new for me. We always studied modern music as a part of our exams. But for the last five years, I think, after I graduated from UST, I would always play Spanish music and Filipino music, whether it be Baroque or classical or modern music. This was supposed to be a, maybe a break from Spanish and Filipino music. But Filipino music, I want to get back to it. But for somehow, I couldn't escape Spanish music <laughs> because I have a few Spanish-themed pieces from my repertoire right now. Actually, it started with uh, teaching Spanish in the University of Santo Tomas. Really? <laughs> I spent maybe two and a half or three years teaching Spanish there. Mm -hmm. And then when I started getting more into teaching music, I wanted to make my move because I was part-time, but my teaching hours were full. 
and I wanted to balance it out, but I saw this as an opportunity when I got into teaching at the Pamantasan ng Lusod ng Manila. They had the PICAPS, it's quite a long name, the Presidential Committee of Arts for Arts, Culture, and Sports. It's something like an after-school program where they teach music to the students for free. I got there first and it was going good for PICAPS and the then president of Pamantasan, Ma'am Lenny De Jesus, wanted to start a college of music. Just to start small, actually, it became a department of music where I teach now. It's been alive for going on three years now. I'm actually surprised because the applicants we got this year, they were quite good. When you go into the conservatory, especially in guitar, 99 or 98% would play pop for auditions, pop, blues, or rock. In my experience, that majority that plays pop music, they don't know what they're getting into. They end up being like the best players, the best students I've seen. To see all these applicants who play classical music, it's surprising for me. <laughs> in a good way, in a good way.
That was guitarist Rafael Ronquillo in the Molto Vivace of Stephen Dogson's Partita for Guitar. Here now is the second part of our interview. You still continue teaching even in the pandemic. You have moved to the virtual classroom. Something else that has moved online is the concert stage. Give us a little overview of what performing has been like for you. This would be my answer for pandemic-related questions yeah. later on. That uh, <laughs> it's the only choice we have. Even in the slightest way, when you're performing live, you know how your audience reacts. The interaction between you and the audience. That's the main thing that I'm looking for with online performances. You have been appearing as guests for other performances and the Manila Pianos concert. This is your first solo performance for the pandemic. I have this friend, Ding Dong Piel. We'd always uh, talk about doing concerts, but never, <laughs> never did until this came along. And then I was actually planning on doing a concert with him because it was Manila Piano. So I think there should be a piano. Until I saw my former teacher, Sir Ruben, had a concert for Manila Pianos. That gave me an idea that there were also solo performances without piano. I spoke to Kuya Ding Dong, as I'd call him, and Sir Richard. We talked about this program. Actually, this program was built last year, but it had some changes because we were supposed to do this earlier. As I mentioned earlier, this was a break from the Spanish and Filipino, like the common types of music that I would play. Actually, for a long time, I wanted to get into modern music and contemporary music. I was inspired a lot by the guitarist Joseph Mirandilia. He would play a lot of these kinds of music. I saw this as a chance because I was planning a concert for summer of 2020. And when everything got cancelled, it was my chance to refresh everything. There were a lot of things I lined up for myself. I thought this was the chance where I could get into each one or just at least a few points from all of them. As you mentioned earlier, the familiarity of the image of the guitar in mm. the Philippines. So I wanted to add something. If there is still something to add, I chose this piece, a little sonata by Marek Pasiecki. Kind of hard to pronounce, but he said this himself, that it was the lighter one compared to his other compositions. It's a Quite a fun piece, very colorful, very exciting. After that one, the homenaje a Manuel de Falla, with two movements, a lamento and a canción, which leans more into the Spanish song or maybe the cante hondo, if you will. No? After this, actually from the little sonata to the homenaje, it takes on a quite a more serious tone. I use that as a bridge to go to Stephen Dodson more complicated music, one of his partitas. Listening to the partita compared to the little sonata, it feels like you've gone through a lot. Like the, the tonality is hardly there. That's really quite fun for me where I get to see more ideas. You take off the tonality, you, you get to see that there's more. <laughs> it's not just that thing. And it's quite dramatic as I would put it. Simple but dramatic. After that, I wanted to take a break. That's where I put music by Agustin Castilla Avila. He's been to the Philippines quite a lot. And his two compositions, if I could say that those were more ear-friendly <laughs> compared <laughs> to his other compositions. Because he's quite fond of microtonal music. 
So these two, it's a presentimiento, like a, a feeling, it's a habanera. And then the other was Hemeliden. It's a um, very contemplative piece and very colorful as well. It sounds simple, but not quite. <laughs> the last part, it's actually a piece that I wanted to play for years now. The Escaraman by Castelnuovo Tedesco. He's actually my favorite composer. Escaraman has five movements in total, and I just played three. If you look at the score, it says, after Cervantes, the themes or the ideas were born out of the um, interludes by Miguel de Cervantes. And Escaraman was a popular character in Spanish literature. It's in a setting of the interludes where Escaraman attends a wedding and he dances and sings, mainly dance. So these were a set of 16th century dances from Spain. Castelnuovo Tedesco uses these dances to express his ideas. I'm quite fond of how he orchestrates in the guitar and his mix of classical and modern elements is very interesting for me. Something I hope would be effective for it is the themes of Little Sonata, the first one, and the last piece, The Good King Don Alfonso, or El Rey Don Alfonso, El Bueno. There are some similarities with how they are written, the behavior of the notes, how simple they are, um, quite tonal and with a classical character. So I wanted to make a similarity for, for these two points, so the beginning and the end. So that's something I wanted to incorporate, a feeling of familiarity again, how the experience developed through the concert.
Guitarist Rafael Ronquillo brought to us the presentimiento of Agustin Castilla Avila. Earlier on the program, we heard the opening movement of Marek Pasiecny's Little Sonata and the Molto Vivace of Stephen Dogson's Partita for Guitar. Ronquillo performs these pieces along with the Escaraman of Mario Castelnuovo Tedesco in the concert La Guitarra Moderna of Manila Piano's Artist Series. La Guitarra Moderna premieres September 17 on Facebook. For more information, visit facebook.com slash manilapianos artist series. That's all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 4 in the afternoon, the following Wednesday at 2 in the early morning, and lastly the next Thursday at noon. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.